Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, episode 87. And tonight's guest is Captain Paramedic Brent Fenton. Um, Brent has been in the fire service for 19 years, um, married for 12 years, four kids. Oh, and he just happens to be Firefighter Fenton with close to a million followers on social media. Um, We had a great time shooting this episode, learned a lot, and I hope you guys will too. I hope you enjoy watching it as much as we enjoyed making it. So without further ado, here is the Washdown Podcast episode number 87 with Brent Fenton, also known as Firefighter Fenton. Um, oh yeah, there it goes. Yeah, it's hard. Like I just want to start talking. Well, it's timing. Well, yeah, I mean, you. Anyway, Brent. Hey, welcome to the show. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> Fantastic. Those dang time zones. I mean, they get oh. tricky. <laughs> well, and you guys don't do. uh, even one up. You guys don't do daylight savings either, right? We never change. Yeah. yeah. So I'm always like, sometimes we're two hours, sometimes we're three hours, some places we're one hour. So I don't ever know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, remember I went out there on a motorcycle trip and it was like, they're like, we don't recognize daylight. I'm like, you guys are so ahead of the curve. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, whenever I go to, so I have family that lives in Indiana. That's where my dad grew up. And there's, mm-hmm. I think, one or two counties there that don't do daylight savings time. So how jacked oh, up really? that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just oh, going to yeah. go over here to the Walmart and yeah, it's an hour later. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Well, sir. Yeah, I... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I was going to say, we know you as Brent, but most people on the internet know you as who? Firefighter Fenton, the guy with the obnoxious mustache. That's <laughs> so beautiful. It is epic. Yeah. <laughs> I, so epic. I am quite offended that he's not wearing it right now. Well, I mean, I will tell you that like the accent that you use and everything on your videos yeah. is like, <laughs> I would have never guessed that you were from out West. I would have oh, yeah. totally been like, he's from the East. Maybe he's not like there now, but I mean, he's been there. <laughs> it's clutch. Straight, yeah, it just was, screams job it, town. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was inspired by a, a captain that I had that's from uh, New Jersey and you don't hear that his accent much. But when he would get pissed off at us, we'd call it going dad voice. And he'd pull his dad voice out and thick accent would come out. So. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. why don't we start with uh, how did you get into the fire service and then move on to, you know, the social media thing after that? Yeah. So um, I actually come from a family of police officers. So I was actually gung-ho to be a cop all through growing up. Uh, my dad and my dad's one of four, uh, four boys, him and two of his brothers were cops, uh, two of my dad and one of his other brothers were Phoenix PD for, uh, over 25 years. And then, uh, yeah, I was gung ho to do that. And then, um, towards the end of my dad's career, he kind of had some unfortunate events Had one of his best friend was killed. One of his officers was killed on his, on his squad. Um, like right after he became a Sergeant and, um, he was just like, yeah, he's like, I'm not literally what he said was, I'm not going to your funeral. You go on a ride along with some buddies that I have. And so some of his childhood friends, uh, worked for Phoenix fire. So I did a ride along with them and I had, I always call it like the ultimate bait and switch. Cause it was like, <laughs> <laughs> we went, I mean, it's don't get me wrong. The job yeah. is amazing, 
but they what I experienced was not the norm. Like the <laughs> captain, he let me ride 24 hours, which was which was cool. And uh, at like we had you know car wrecks with with extrication. We had shooting, stabbings, and then we had uh, at like two in the morning we got punched out to a structure fire. And as we pulled up on scene, it spread to the neighbor's house. And I'm watching these guys kick in doors and pull lines through and disappearing in smoke and ladders going up and cutting holes in roofs. And I'm just like, this is it. And <laughs> so I started, I started testing for the fire department and uh, I got hired at 21 and uh, never looked back. And then they said, here's an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. And then I got in there and I'm like, wait, we're running fall injuries. And <laughs> what's this nursing man home? Down. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Nursing home. Wait, man down. Oh, this is just a drunk guy on the sidewalk. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it was. So that's yeah. why I say it was the bait and switch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think they get all of us that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Well, yeah. what, uh, how long have you been a firefighter now? So I've been on just oh well about eighteen and a half years. I hit eighteen in March. Oh, so, awesome. yeah, nice. I hit so my eighteen I, uh, in July. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm probably in it for. He's got more time than you. you better watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah, my six months. <laughs> yeah, my, it, it matters. Uh, I, it matters. <laughs> I only I only say eighteen and a half because I'm in the planning stages right now, so I know that because like my I have four kids and my youngest is three, and I'm like, I'm probably gonna stay another eighteen and a half just because <laughs> out here we can max out our pension at thirty two years. And then we have the drop, so then I can drop for five, and that puts me right at 37 years total, which is – so I'm smack dab in the middle of my career, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah, I always so. said 25 and out, but I don't think that's going to happen. So – because we yeah. max out at 32, too. So. Right. But 25 is not so bad. Yeah. Where did – uh? so where did Firefighter Fenton come from? You know, I, I always enjoyed, you know, as a kid, um, I always enjoyed comedy. I love making people laugh. And, uh, my dad is like, he's my, he's my role model. He's like the funniest guy I know. And, uh, so we started, uh, or I, I just would always hear people, you know, say, man, you're funny. Oh, dude. And then I get on the fire department, cracking jokes on the table. Like we do whatever guys are like, dude, you missed your calling. And I would hear that like so much start to question, like, did I miss the calling? Should I, should I be doing something else? <laughs> and then like social media kind of came and, and um, my department does a banquet every year. And I made a video for that banquet. Cause the, you know, the, those nights, those nights can, they're, they're, they're fun, but they can be stale. And so uh, I made a video as kind of a comedic relief and it was uh, a music video and it was the, my knee hurts now video, um, which I made, that was the first music video parody I ever made. And it's about um, the system abusers. And I did it to Lady Annabellum's I Need You Now. And <laughs> I, remember, I remember it. it was great. That was back in 2011 when I made that. And it blew up like overnight. Blew up. Woke up the next morning. It was well on its way to a million views. And um, then it created a bunch of drama, had to take it down. It went back up, had to take it down. So now the video that's up there now is like the third release of it. Um, Copyright it's, issues? It's all over the place. Yeah, no, um, it was more... Uh, People's feelings. Oh. Well, I, I was contacted from, you know, there was different 
uh, different locals that called and were like, dude, you're, you know, we're out here, you know, killing it, trying to save our pensions and you're making this, it's making us look bad or whatever. And I got, there's another uh, large organization here that called and basically said the same thing. So I took it down. And then my fire chief called and was like, why did you take it down? And I told him and he's like, look, the only people that we care about is our board. And as long as they they don't say anything, throw it up. And so um, left it up. It's been there ever since. And, and, uh, and it's funny because in the following year I made another video and that one took off. And those same organizations that were calling me about the first one to take down were calling saying, Hey, we we're interested in uh, having you do some videos for us. You know, maybe from a comedic side, we can use some <laughs> stuff, you know, politically. And I was just like, Hey, well, it's funny, you know, one, if I was interested, the price went up because last year you didn't want anything to do with me. And it was an embarrassment. Now yeah. it's, now it's to your value. But so I just, I just said, you know what, I'm not going political. I'm just, I want to make people laugh. I have a good time. And that was, and at that point I was uh throwback productions. And then it wasn't until I really, I didn't really capitalize on that momentum. It wasn't until 2018 when I started doing more consistent and that's when I, I changed the name. It, at first, it was uh, Throwback Productions, and then I changed the name to Firefighter Fenton in May of 2019. Cool. So, it, and it, it just, yeah. That's cool, man. It's funny how, yeah, going political, you're going to piss 50% of the people off, regardless of what you right. do. So, yeah. Yeah. Why not be funny and piss just, everybody yeah. off? Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Funny, everyone, myself included. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a it so. might be a little bit of a lost art, or at least less accepted, or whatever. You know, there's uh, yeah. Is twenty twenty two? How much busier do you find yourself? Yeah. Obviously, in twenty eleven, for a video, you know, you want to make a funny video, you're probably looking at YouTube, maybe Facebook. You know, now you've got YouTube, right. you've got Facebook, you've got TikTok, you've got Instagram. How much more busy do you find yourself trying to balance the different social media sites and still keep your content out there? Um, I definitely, and it's funny, I, I've, I was, I hit the ground running like 2018. I really just kind of turned it up. I was, I, I got um, ch- kind of challenged by a guy. Um, I don't know if you guys follow Fireman323 or not, but uh, Scott, he runs that page. He, he had reached out and said, dude, I really think I He just reached out one day randomly and said, Hey, I've been following you ever since my knee hurts now, dude. And he's like, I really think you're missing the boat. I think you could, I think your, your videos are funny. You should try being more consistent. And I was like, Oh, I'll try some short form stuff. So I tried some shorter form stuff. It took off, but yeah, definitely with the multiple platforms. Um, I was burning the candle at both ends for a long time. And then what, like when I started, I had no kids. Now I have four. So that's been, you know how that works, right? Like, like you know how, those Oh work. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm uh, I'm good now, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it, it definitely became uh, a challenge just balancing all that, you know, career, family, marriage, um, and still putting out uh, relative uh, relevant content. And so I still do it now. Um, I used to try and put out different content content on each platforms. Now I kind of just put them all out there. So you'll find more longer stuff like on YouTube and things like that. But for the most part, uh, the across the different platforms, it's pretty much the same content, which is kind of cool because I get to see the different demographics across those platforms. And uh, some of them are larger than others. Uh, so it's, it's cool just to see what works, what can kill it on one platform, won't do hardly anything on the other. And it's just all, it's just that target audience. Well, and, 
you've had an interesting time too, especially with hitting hitting the ground running, like you said, in 2018. In the last five years, three of those years have been COVID. You know, and so yeah. it's, it's our our industry has definitely seen its fair share of burnout and exhaustion, and it, it's For nice sure. to have that comedic break. But at the same time, like like with your with my knee hurts now, it, it's not false. Like you know what you <laughs> what you poke fun at is sadly kind of the reality of what our service is and you know and if it allows the civilians to kind of at least see it in a comedic standpoint then maybe they'll hey my knee hurts well don't call the ambulance remember that video that one guy did (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you know that that, that's the coolest thing is like you know i i just kind of felt like you know like there's a lot of monotony you know you guys know it. we run the same calls day in and day out and sometimes it can wear on you and like you said like a lot of the calls you run as well aren't the greatest calls. You know, we see some pretty terrible things and that can cause burnout and all kinds of different things. And so like we deserve to laugh too. And it's, and I'm not, uh, I'm not making things up or like poking fun at the average person that calls 911. I'm just highlighting things that happen every single day, pulling the comedy out of the situations that drive us insane and, and just, making it lighter for you know like like my i always say my platform is a place where guys can escape you know that monotony like you're you're not going to see videos of watch this guy do cpr on this try you know like we've done that nobody wants to see it nobody wants to do it again you know what i mean kind of thing and so this is always going to be an escape where you can laugh and i don't care what it is a lot of times it's firefighter stuff but sometimes i post stuff that's just general life dad stuff you know we're you know or, you know, parents, whatever, you know, I, I try to hit every single person just to find a place where, whether it's a firefighter, um, a spouse, their family, friends, uh, like you said, the public who gets that peek behind the curtain, just kind of see what it's like and laugh. Well, and too, every firefighter isn't just a firefighter. They're a husband or a wife mm-hmm. or a mother or father, you know? So yeah, of course, all those other videos outside of that just gives more humor and gives us that break even from work right so are you gonna do a dad joke edition since you got four kids now oh man yeah we like so i do stuff with like so i work also with uh fire department coffee and we kind of have like a dad joke like uh <laughs> seg- like series of videos that we've been doing but oh yeah i'm i'm never above a good dad joke i i mean <laughs> my kids probably hate them but i love the dad joke <laughs> how, how old are you, how old are all your kids so I have uh, either eight, six, four, and three. You got so that's got, a that's a future ladder company you got right there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got two boys. The oldest and the youngest are boys, and the two middle are girls. So, oh my goodness, yeah. I do a video like just like early trade, like on the job training. <laughs> oh man, that's just a great a, idea. Have a three year old operating the stick. <laughs> oh yeah. That's what I told him. I'm like, you guys are preparing for station life right now with all the people in our house. <laughs> That's no joke. Just wait on the bathroom. It'll be available in a yeah. while. Oh, yeah. It was chilly night. Yeah. Hey, you're, you're the newest one here, so pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> She's three, Brent, that she needs to learn. Yeah. Hey, what you do in the first six months of your job that follows you around for the rest of your career, that's how you earn a reputation. <laughs> exactly your reputation started day one pal (laughs) you know and what's what's cool and we had you know the guys on from fire department chronicles which is blast jason and 
one thing I like about both you guys, kind of going back to what I said, this last three years have just been shitty. Like, there's no way, right? It's been a three-year ride on the ambulance, and it doesn't get any better. Uh, but, you know, and yeah. so many times we've, you know, this podcast is about mental health and, you know, first responders and law enforcement and EMS and nursing. And and it's nice. We, we've talked about so many different treatment modalities on the show, anywhere from EMDR to just you name it. But I think the one we forget the mm-hmm. most is comedy and just taking a break from things. And you know it's it's important it's huge like if you can't laugh about it then you're in the wrong career right for sure absolutely yeah i just think laughter is so vital in every aspect of life and especially like this it's just such a way to you know down to the chemical levels in your brain of the things that it releases and all that stuff it's just it's just vital. i think laughter is vital in everywhere whether you're it's vital in leadership you know, it's vital in a family setting and, and all that stuff. So, like, that's what I always say. Like, when I say with the family setting, I'm like, as dad, I'm like the CEO of fun. So, <laughs> uh... And I feel like I need to be that as well, like, because I'm also a, a captain. So, like, you know, I the, the attitude of the crew reflects my leadership. And we like to have fun, but we also know our job and we get the job done. So, but it's a, it's a fun environment. Yeah. How long have you been a captain? Um, I've been a captain for, I just got promoted in January. So January 3rd is when I got promoted. I've been acting for like seven years before that, just, um, off and on, uh, took a test, uh, got number five, they promoted four. So I was the bubble boy that sucked. And then, you know, just kind (laughs) of like everybody's been there. So, um, but yeah, I got promoted in January and it's been great. So what was, what was that mindset? that mindset change for you going from the, I have, you know, I'm the free guy in the back of the rig to, Oh shit, I'm in charge of you assholes. Now, what was that? What was that kind of like for you? You know, that's that the biggest thing for me, the biggest shift is, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a working boss, but, uh, I need to remember that. Cause like for basically almost 18 years, I was in that worker bee firefighter mode doing just, hands in, get into everything. And you got to kind of pull back some as the supervisor and watch the crews. And, and I remember it was one of my first shifts. We had a call and I found myself three seconds into the call. Like I'm just moving, getting after things. And I look over and we had a probationary guy and he's right there with me, but he's not doing anything because I'm doing it. And then I'm realized I just, in that moment, I took a step back. I was like, here, man, grab this. Cause I realized there's multiple companies on scene and they see me working and him not doing anything. And I'm like, that wasn't his bad. He was trying to, but I I I took that from him. So I made him. Yeah. I'm like, it was like mind shift right there. Like I can inadvertently without even meaning to make him look bad, even though he's not bad. And so, yeah, that was a, that was a, that's, I think that's been the biggest um, change uh, just because I think I had, been in a leadership role as like the senior firefighter for years. So, you know, you're kind of that unofficial leader mm-hmm. um, in the crew who that go between, between the captain and, and the, the less senior guys or whatever. Um, but definitely, obviously everything now falls back on me. If things don't go right, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. It's my fault, you know? <laughs> like, yep. And, and, um, but definitely the biggest, the biggest shift for me was because, you know, I don't want to feel like, a, like oh, I can do that. You know, I don't want to be a turd that's not working, but like, it's just, 
it's not my it's not my job now. I got to make sure yeah. I got to watch the whole scene and everything else. Because I think that was the biggest transition for me. Dude, I went through the same thing whenever I got promoted. It was, I'm the hands-on guy and I'm the mm-hmm. do things guy. And yeah, that was one of the hardest things was to step back and let the firefighters do their jobs because I have a job to do. Because I exactly. One of the first few calls I read with you when I was like, what are you doing up here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, here's your picture. I'm like, well, what are you doing on this porch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, like, my engineer. Yeah. I got a great engineer and I, <laughs> I remember we were on a call, very similar situation. He's all, bro, what are you doing? I was like, what are you talking about? He's all chill. And I'm like, what? He's like, we got it, dude. You, you don't need to be in here doing this. Like we got, it. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Like, and he's like, we're, yeah. And I, he's, he was exactly right. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm, you guys know your job and do it. Gave the yeah. puppy dog. A, you don't need me anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I walked off the front porch. Like, Damn it, he's right. <laughs> it's yeah. the only time I'll ever say oh, yeah. that about James. But yeah, yes, exactly. he was right. <laughs> yeah. What are what are some of the things like with your leadership styles in regards to mental health? What are some of the how have you learned to kind of watch over your crew and check in with them? And what what are some of the things you and your crew utilize to kind of keep each other in check and in balance? You know, um, we just I guess like we really just kind of for me, I, what I notice is I, I just have gotten to know each person, kind of what makes them tick, and recognize when somebody's off or somebody's different. I, I think my department is pretty good um, as far as being open about things, and um, like we have a we have a pretty solid peer support program, and um, and that's that's pretty good in the valley in general in Arizona. Um, but I think, like I said, we we do a lot of stuff together, like all crews do. So I think we're 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 constantly, uh, our families, our, our families know each other. Um, our wives know each other. Um, so there, there's a lot of talking going on as far as spouses, things like that. So if somebody notices something about somebody, it's a pretty open environment in their, uh, culture, at least within our station that we can straight up just like, you good. And guys are like, no, I'm not good. Or yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I'm whatever. We're, you know, my wife and I just had an argument or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's, um, as far as, I don't, I wouldn't say that there's any like set written thing out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I just think that we've, we've built a good culture of just, we genuinely care about each other. And I think like, because I think that I, don't, I can't say that it's a hundred percent for me, but I like to invest in my guys. And so we do regular like um, family days at the station, have their families up. Everybody's involved. Um, everybody has a good time. Uh, we like to do stuff off shift, just things that build, that camaraderie and that bond between each other. That's more than just in the firehouse, more than just, um, we're not just work acquaintances. We're like genuinely friends. Are you seeing, you know, you talked about down in the Valley with all the, you know, your probably the biggest department in your area being Phoenix and then all the other satellite departments around like yours. What of, what have you noticed? Is, is it a regional thing are you seeing more mental health education in the academies around there or are they or is it still kind of on the different departments no so there's so um there's a large network that uh so like in the phoenix uh metro area there's we have what's called the automatic aid system and there's like 28 departments we're all part of it we all have the same sops we go to the same training facilities we like 
closest fire truck goes the emergency regards jurisdiction all that kind of stuff so we train the exact same way so in the academies we get that uh there's uh, the peer support team or they call it fire strong will come and um just talk about mental health um cancer prevention things like that just kind of general overall wellness and they get resources of where they can go to, who they can reach out to. And each individual part, department has a peer support team and they know who those members are in the department. So they know that they can reach out. It's all confidential. And when we get new people coming in um, with from the academy, when the recruits come into our departments and they get there, we set up, you know, we do we do a lot of in-house training, like how to be successful, like within our general department, because, you know, each department same job, but the cultures are different amongst yeah. different departments. And, and so we, we will sit them down and, and they're well aware of all the resources that are out there. And that's something kind of with ours. We, we do the, in our Metro area too, we do like the auto aid, but for us, there's only kind of a couple departments that have their own academies, you know, like you get hired on, but then the rest are usually like community college based. You have to have all your certifications to apply type. Oh, stuff. Okay. And, and that's where obviously I think, when you're on a college curriculum, you're trying to get done. Some of those things can kind of fall through the cracks versus a department based, you know, right. Academy system. So that's why I was curious about that. Yeah. There's, there's three regional academies and it doesn't, it just depends on, you know, timing as far as like what, to, what Academy, because we send guys to, there's like a Glendale public safety one. There's the, the Phoenix public safety, you know, like there are those regional academies. So oh, then cool. they're not, they're, they're city based. So they're not, through the colleges okay so, yeah that'd be nice not profit driven at least well yeah i mean we've talked about that in this area for years of having be more, a little bit more cohesive you know in the right. metro area of you know this department having the same sops and you know all that stuff and it just hasn't come to fruition well so, and right. even with departments are as large as us we have 35 stations and different yeah. stuff it's each station has their own well, protocol versus yeah well and that goes back to you know what what you were talking about about you know the culture that you have at your station i mean with a larger department you may have that culture at one station on one shift and then it could mm-hmm. be completely different you know every other station in the city so yeah it's, exactly you know one of those things but yeah i do agree 100 percent. it does reflect on your leadership though that you've been able to foster that kind of culture there. Mm. Well, and, and like you said, like just the stuff you do, even outside, just creating that brotherhood to where the comfortability is there to just be like, Hey bro, something what's up. You're off or being able to recognize when they're off or just to feeling comfortable to come to you and say something isn't right. Yeah. And I think, I think the big thing uh, is I'm, I'm an open book probably sometimes to a fault, you know? So I, <laughs> I, I talk about everything, you know, if I'm struggling with something, I tell guys, you know, or if I don't know, like, I'm not afraid to say, I don't know. Um, but, uh, I'm also, you know, I work towards learning all the time. And so like, that's the kind of culture that I foster, especially with new guys. When I get, you know, probationary guys and stuff like that, I'm like, look, if I ask you something, you don't know, just tell me like my crew knows. And I told my crew, if somebody says they don't know, we're not going to get on them. Be like, are you freaking kidding me? You know what I mean? Like, that's, this, that's the whole point yeah that's the whole point exactly like that's the whole point for their probationary period and all that stuff like learn that stuff now when we're not on call when we're in trainings fail here this is the time to do it so that way we set you up on that trajectory for your career and and so yeah and i and i um 
yeah, I'm just open about dude, everything, like whether it's family stuff, um, stuff that I'm learning as a supervisor, stuff that I'm, that I've learned over my career. I've had failures in my career and I've told them stories about failures that I've had in my career. Um, and just share with them, especially, or when I see guys that have, you know, I, I feel like a broken record when I tell guys like, look, you're not the first, you're definitely not going to be the last and it can always be worse. You know, (laughs) (laughs) true words have never been spoken. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So so how did you get hooked up with fire department coffee? So, um, dude, like years ago, it all kind of started with me and Jason. So like years ago, uh, me and Jason kind of hooked up, dude, a long time ago. Um, he had seen my, my knee hurts now video. I started seeing his National Geographic stuff that he was doing really early on. Messaged him like, dude, you before got some he got the stuff. cease and desist, <laughs> exactly. Before he got the cease and desist, yeah. And we, I was like, dude, we should we should collab and just kind of you know life's busy and things like that. It just kind of never happened. And then um, when I started being much more consistent in like 2018, we would start making videos here and there together. And then um, it was in the at the end of 2019. Jason and I have been talking pretty re- pretty regularly and he said, Hey man, um, I want to throw something out there, see if you're interested. And he's like, I'm the vice president of fire department coffee and Luke Schneider. He's the president. He's like him and I, and the other guys with fire department coffee, um, think that you would be a great fit with us. And we'd like to invite you to come on board with us and, and, uh, see what we can do, you know? And, and we all saw like the power, a lot of that came from like, you know, like the platform vine, all those creators that are mm-hmm. huge on, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Now, a lot of that came from the platforms that they created from Vine. And those guys just amassed large volumes because they were all collaborating. And me and Jason were like, it just makes sense. Like we make the same kind of content as far as like our demographic that we're reaching out towards in our, in our, uh, our target audience. And why not just put our heads together and just make some good, really good, funny content that we can put out and sell some coffee along the way. And everybody loves coffee and everybody loves comedy. So it just made sense. And so um, they invited me on. I came on in 2020 and uh, it's been, been great. So. Well, and that's, what's interesting about you and Jason is like, yes, you do. You guys make the same content, but they're completely different. Like you cannot do what he oh, does. Yeah. And he cannot do what you do. It's, it's so yep. interesting how it can be com- completely different individuals, but still have the same content. It's fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what, yeah, exactly. We love like, it's it's really fun when we can get together and bounce ideas off each other because I'll think of something be like I think this is really funny or whatever and he'll be like dude that is funny but you could do this and then we're like oh my gosh and then we're both belly laughing writing stuff down like this is funny or he'll do the same thing hey I've got this idea he'll call me I got this idea what do you think about this is there anything else you could think of or add like yeah you could throw this out oh yeah it's a good idea whatever so it's it's a good relationship where we can just collaborate bounce stuff off of each other's we're we're both like-minded in that sense and we just want to you just want to put out funny stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think you're both succeeding at that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found any like famous TikTok cops to pick on yet? At least. Oh man, there's been so many. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I've that's been kind of cool. Is like I've just I've uh, I've made some really cool relationships with um, cops that I've met from facebook actually one of the one of the first guys a guy named aram cho um he's 911 strong awesome dude awesome dude uh but aram him and i he was actually like the first person that i collaborated with and i had like 
300 followers and he was like dude your stuff is funny we should collaborate and i and this guy had like at the time he had like over 50,000 i was like you want to collaborate with me and he's like dude i don't care if you have one million or one if it's funny it's funny and so we collaborate he's just an awesome dude he's he's out in um uh el monte california so and but uh yeah and I, i've and i've kind of i've connected with him and you know mike the cop officer daniels all those guys and it's it's been cool you know we have that banter back and forth and we've been uh collaborated on some stuff and so it's been cool That's it's awesome. a cool community of of uh Comedy. social media <laughs> yeah creators so so what's what's next do we have a fire chief fitting in the future what are some what's your career goals moving forward oh dude i don't know i actually just think about that often i'm i'm the pio right now as of well course. Captain. of <laughs> course you are and you don't have any hair on your balls if you don't wear your mustache uh, during those news dude. interviews <laughs> it's fun dude that's one thing man i start to whenever i make psas or stuff like that i start to see the comments pop up firefighter fenton i'm like oh boy <laughs> to see the world starting to see the world slide and, it, and it's random people that are recognizing me like where's this guy's mustache i'm like oh here we go <laughs> so, so, but, uh, you know, I'm really, really enjoying the company officer role. I, I love being a captain. It's a, it's a good spot. Um, you know, I am, I got a long career ahead of me. I mean, for now, you know what I mean? That's, that's the plan for now, but anything can happen. We'll see what, we'll see what the future holds, but I don't know, man, I, I've thought about going like higher, Every single chief that I've talked to is like, stay a captain. Stay a captain. <laughs> biggest biggest mistake I made was, yeah, the biggest mistake I made was was leaving the company officer role, and I'm just like, oh, I mean, there's some wisdom in that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't so, know how how your department is, but the the pension between captain and chief, the difference in the pension is pretty significant. So, I mean, all right, yeah, so. Last couple of years, who knows? I might even take the test. <laughs> yeah. So for us, how ours works is yours. Do you guys do like a, so ours is like, we have a 36, it's a rolling 36 month period. You get like at 32 years where we max out, we get 80% of the average of those three years, the 36 months. So we do so, two, we do two years, um, but it doesn't include two and a half. Yeah, something like that. Because you're 25 and I'm 27. Yeah. Yeah, basically, at 25 years, you get 67.5% with a max of 80 at 32. But whatever you were talking about, like, when you add your years on, we don't do that. We're basically we're basically giving money back to the city after 32 years for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, same, same thing with us. Yeah, we – so, but, yeah, it's just whatever – however you, much you make uh, the average of, of your annual income, those – three years is what your percentage is going to be based off of. So if I killed it like this year, next year, and the following year, and then just kind of chill the rest of my career, whatever I did in these three years, when I retire at 32 years, I'm going to get 80% of that. Nice. Dang. That's pretty so, nice. Ours, ours is they, Y'all hired. <laughs> they take away, <laughs> like if you have specialty pay, if you're on, you know, a rescue or a squad or whatever, that goes out the window. It's whatever the base pay. Oh, Wait, really? I don't get my... You will not get your squad incentive or rescue incentive. I don't get my re- not on your pension. All those yeah, years see. of training for nothing. And if you work overtime, it doesn't matter either. It's your base pay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, ours, ours, it's all that. It's all your specialty pays. Like, because I'm a medic, I'm a hazmat tech. 
Um, I'm also on our wildland team. So whenever we go out on wildfires, like we'll be, we'll go out for 14 day deployments and you can kill it on those deployments and all that is pensionable. So that seems a lot of the firefighters that I've seen, uh, interviews with or seen on podcast from Arizona, Utah, you know, out West out there, a lot of them seem to have started as wildland firefighters and then moved into city. So I, I mean, is that... I have no interest in it. Like they're like, Hey, uh, we got about 10 billion thousand acres burning. Here's a shovel. <laughs> no, no, that's dumb. No, <laughs> I don't know how you yeah, guys do so, it. <laughs> it. You know, it's, I love camping. And I love being out in the woods and camping and hunting and fishing. And, and I mean, you, you do none of that on wildland. <laughs> I, was saying, I, I love all that too. I as long like, as it's not on fire. Wait a second. I've done a little bit of wildland firefight and it was not like camping <laughs> at all. <laughs> but you do get to go see some beautiful parts of the country. Granted, they're all burning. <laughs> you get to go see some beautiful parts of the country you would otherwise have no reason to go to. But I just love getting out there, being out in the woods. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we have, we have a team and you you get deployed and um there's a rotation so you're not going out on every single fire so you you look at these rotations and you, <laughs> it can be amazing 14 days or it can be terrible it all depends on who you're going out <laughs> with you know i think that's safe say same thing with like being on shift this is going to be a good shift yeah. this is going to be a rough day you know it's the same kind of deal so um yeah. but yeah the uh yeah i mean I don't know, man. I, I like it. I enjoy it. I, I would, uh, I'm not a hotshot. Those guys are crazy. Yeah. So like the hotshots, those are the guys that they'll freaking hike 30 miles with a shovel, sleep on the dirt, but they get after it and they get the job done. And they do. I mean, those guys are, those guys are the real deal. You know, we go out and we have a truck and occasionally we'll hike away from that truck. And we have like, you know, a piss pump on our back or whatever, and, and some hand tools, but uh, we just have different, you know, objectives. You know, a lot of times we'll go out and do structural protection, things like that, especially when oh. we're on the trucks. Um, like in 2017, I went to, um, I went to Napa Valley, which was incredible. So I went, went out there, that fire was gnarly and it ripped through some mansions. It was easier to count the ones that didn't burn than the ones that did, but like, that was just a, seeing parts of the country I'd never seen. And just, you know, I drove a type three fire engine through San Francisco, which was sketchy, but also <laughs> cool that I could say I did that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have you just spray in the streets out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember, we're not talking about politics. No, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was just talking in facts. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. So what's next for the Firefighter Fenton channel? What do you got in store? Or big, Any big teasers? Yeah, you know, I'm just, I've got a lot of, I took a long hiatus from uh, making like the music videos that I did. And I just kind of recently put out one. Um, so there's going to be more of those coming. I think that was, the biggest thing that people love the most that I make is, is I love music. That's actually how my wife and I met was doing music. And I love to kind of intermingle all those wor those worlds of music and comedy in the fire service and being able to make, um, 
I love to ruin people's favorite songs. So when they hear their songs, they're like, <laughs> he I ruined a little drummer boy for me. He ruined <laughs> yeah. a little drummer boy. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So people are like, man, when I hear Lady Annabelle's My Knee Hurts, or my, I Need You Now, all I hear is My Knee Hurts Now. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, so, Mission accomplished. Yeah, you know, I'm going to continue. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to continue to to create that content. Um, and, you know, I, I enjoy, like I said, obviously I have four kids, so I'm kind of uh, kicking around the idea of uh, doing some kid-specific content because a lot of people talk about, you know, man, their kids love to watch my videos. But I want to do some kid-specific content, like educational content, but also uh, the parents could watch and not want to bash their head against the wall because they would, I would be, it would be funny for everybody yeah. who's watching it, but the kids can actually learn something. So. Yeah, that would be nice because my nephew, one of my nephews is three and, oh man, it's some of the stuff that he loves to watch is like, okay, Uncle Jeremy's just going <laughs> to oh, sit yeah. there and just... <laughs> Because you love it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta oh, yeah, know how does sure. how does your probably saint of a wife tolerate you with with oh, just <laughs> like do you put on like she when she's is. yelling at you do you put on the mustache to stop the argument <laughs> like yeah. just make it like <laughs> yeah I'm like calm down moron she's like oh really <laughs> <laughs> here we go again boys <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, you know, she she is a saint. That is exactly it. And she she's my biggest cheerleader. She's the one that definitely keeps me the most grounded. Uh reminds me that I am just an idiot on the internet that wears a fake mustache, you know. <laughs> and, and, uh, but no, she's she is my one of my biggest supporters. And when I get too in the weeds on things of like, oh man, I don't know if I want to do this or I'm thinking about doing this, I start stressing out about just creating funny content. She's like, do you think it's funny? I'm like, yes, put it out there. Who cares what anybody else thinks? As long as you think it's funny, that's how you stay real to you. And I'm like, that's, and she's so right. So true. And, and it's become what it is to this day because of that. And so I just, yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's very supportive. Um, she doesn't really enjoy being in the videos anymore <laughs> now that they've gotten uh, more and more popular. Cause she's, She's, she's very sweet, um, but she does not enjoy getting recognized and um, especially like being an ER nurse when fire crews oh, come and shocker. drop off patients. Shocker, a firefighter <laughs> yeah. married nurse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially when, when uh, crews from all the cities come and drop off patients to her like, you should hear her sing. And she's like, oh, thanks, great. Because she's an amazing <laughs> singer, amazing singer. And, but, but also whenever we go places um, – People will be like, they'll recognize her first because she doesn't wear a mustache. It's just her. <laughs> they'll recognize her first and say something to her. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're Fenton. And that's, that's been the funniest thing. But I, I have introduced more content recently without the mustache. It's never going away, but uh, I also don't want to always be married to it. <laughs> so Just yeah. grow one, so you sissy. Been, <laughs> oh, dude. If I did that, man, people, I'd get flagged on the internet. I'd be grabbing their kids. Like, <laughs> It's creepy. It looks like a Cheeto because my hair used to be red, so it comes in like orange. It's terrible. <laughs> hey, that I think that makes it better, though. The worse the mustache <laughs> is, the better it is. Oh, man. Yeah, it would definitely pale in comparison to the to the, the greatness that it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fake that, one is. Yeah, that fake one is. It's pretty epic. I mean, that's you see a picture of a firefighter from the 60s and every one of them looked exactly like that 
Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. So what? Uh, yeah. obviously you being a new officer yourself, what would what would be the, you know, tidbits of information you would want to give, you know, new officers or people wanting to be an off, you know, an officer in the fire service? What would you? What info would you give them? Um, train a lot. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> train a lot. Uh, the big the biggest thing I would say, especially when you're when you get a new crew is like in that aspect of uh, training a lot. So you know exactly what your people are capable of, um, where their shortcomings are, where their strengths are. Um, always push them to go, you know, identify what their goals are early and push them towards those goals and help them to be successful. I think, I think that's the role of any uh, leader is to find the people around them and build them up to, take your spot, you know, or to help them be successful. I think that's the mark. That's, I think that is the the greatest mark that any kind of captain or any, or a battalion chief or whatever can have, especially as a cat, as a company officer is when, you know, when your crew members takes that test and they promote they're successful. Um, and it's because you help them. Obviously they did their own thing, but because you were there to um, just push them and help them along the way. Um, but uh, also remember that uh, you're working with adults, you know, don't freaking treat them. You know, like I, I've worked, I've worked for captains uh, in the past that, you know, nobody likes the micromanager, you know, and obviously you, you have to find out who you're working with because some people need that short leash, but other people, you know, you, you don't need to, you don't need, they, they're easy to supervise because they're freaking grown-ass adults. Just remember, we're grown-ass adults. <laughs> and uh, it, it just, it, I don't know. There's nothing, I feel like there's nothing more morale-killing than somebody who, a leader that doesn't empower their people. So empower them. And uh, yeah, man, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, man. Um, we talk about that quite a bit on the podcast about setting your people up for success in whatever way, shape or form, you know, you can do that to help encourage and bring them along. And like you said, eventually, those are going to be the people that are going to take your job, because you're mm -hmm. not going to be there forever. So do you right. want? Do you want to have a hand in getting the people promoted who are going to do great on, you know, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Right. Well, that's, oh, that's that's fitting screw. <laughs> <laughs> Great actors, terrible firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's that's the thing I told my crew is like, look, you know, and, and it was funny because my my battalion chief, you know, he my first shift, you know, he's giving me his expectations. And he's like, look, I'm gonna address the elephant in the room. He's like, I love your stuff. He's like, but this comes first. And I'm like, it always has, you know, even as a firefighter, it always came first. I never let it get in the way of my job. And, and as a captain, um, I will say that has changed. That is one thing that has changed a lot. I, um, this is second. I, I love firefighter fen, but my crew, my career is first when I'm at work, that is first, first and foremost. Um, I, I respect them. I respect their time. I don't go there and, you know, sorry guys, I got to make this video. You know what I mean? I, I do a lot. I, I find plenty of other time to make my content. Not that I ever did it on shift. <laughs> never. Yeah. Sure. Never, never, <laughs> never did it on shift. <laughs> so did, yeah. did you run a call with the mustache on though? Like you forgot to take it off when you were filming. <laughs> <laughs> 
Please tell me that happens. Oh, <laughs> stay, stay in character I, the whole time. <laughs> I have never done it with the mustache. I have had the care, the accent. I've uh, I've done many accents, many accents, <laughs> Australian, British. Oh man, I, and I've also been called on it too. We ran a call on a patient, and I was like, "Right, what you got going on today?" You know, and they're like, "Who are you from?" And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> oh shit." <laughs> Uh, you got me. So, yeah, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, and then step outside. Like, oh, you know? <laughs> oh, well, brother, seriously, it's been a blast having you on. Thank you so much. Absolutely, uh, I thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I'm glad I uh, made it. I'm glad, I'm glad you messaged me because uh, it might not have happened. I'd be sitting here an hour later going like. that's all right we would have just rescheduled it wouldn't have been that big of a deal so but you know what same thing happened whenever we had jason on the show say exact same thing and i was like (laughs) i really i said six and then i'm sitting here and i was talking to a buddy of mine on the phone and all of a sudden he pops up on like jason Patton has joined your you know zoom call and i'm like but hold on (laughs) like scrambling and then he yeah it was a whole thing so but we got it done so um but yeah like james said man thanks so much for coming on the show we really appreciate it and keep doing what you're doing you're hilarious so thank you yeah um love your content so uh do you have any closing thoughts for the show um yeah just for any of you guys watching um these guys do a great show. Um, take care of yourself. Take care of your people. Your mental health is, is important because if you don't take care of your own mental health, you can't manage anything else. You can't manage, you can't manage yourself. You can't manage your family, um, your career. Um, so take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. Uh, don't be afraid to laugh, especially at yourself. Um, so, and just uh, don't take life too serious. Like that quote, you know, nobody makes it out alive. So. accurate, (laughs) james follow up i've I've had a blast um it's it's cool like when you see these guys you know in their social media and and whatnot and like oh they're funny and then you just you meet the person you know the dad with four kids the captain the husband you know like that's what's cool like it's it adds a whole new side it's like watching behind the scenes of a movie you know and you just get to know that actor it's it's cool all right. Thanks. Well, well, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for coming on, Brent. We really appreciate it. Um, and for everybody out there, thanks for watching. If you are struggling, reach out. There are resources out there. If you know somebody that's struggling, reach out. Let them know you care. Let them know what resources are out there. And take care of yourself. And we will see you next time.